Welcome to the Love Fly podcast. Paul Tizard, Fear of Flight coach. And today we have Brian with us, who is a member of the Love Fly Facebook group. And today he joins us to tell us his story for the podcast. So welcome, Brian. Thank you, Paul. Good to see you. And you. Thanks. Uh, so <laughs> for those that may or may not know you, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about your story and how we've ended up talking and all the rest of it. Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sort of all started with me doing a bunch of searching online to try and get over my fear of flying because I needed to go to Florida to marry my best friend and, and his fiance, I uh, have a, I don't know what you would call it. I guess it's a, like a, a license to be able to marry people. And as you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, they asked me if I would marry them. And the, the interesting thing was they were going to get married in my hometown and then they, they changed it on me and decided they wanted to get married in, in Florida. So that's a, four hour, I think four and a half hour flight from where I live. And uh, I kind of played it off. Oh yeah, that's great. Let's, let's do it. But (laughs) inside I was having a panic attack because I haven't flown on a plane in probably 10 years. And I was pretty, pretty nervous about that. Mm. So uh, anyway, started searching all over the internet and I came across your podcast and love fly and really helped me out. I mean, I couldn't have done it without you and without the program. Brilliant. Thank you. That's nice to know. So let's rewind a bit. Exactly. Yeah. So how did the fear start? Um, when did it start? Yeah. So I think my fear started uh, on my first flight. I, I My family, uh, we were going home to Alaska from the lower 48 we, we were living in utah and needed to uh go up to kodiak island alaska and part of the trip was when we we got to where uh, i think it was you know anchorage bound we were gonna have to take a boat or a, or a plane over to uh, kodiak island where our family lives and i was really excited i've never flown on an airplane before i think it was probably about 12 years old and so we drove for how oh, I would honestly say a couple of weeks in a truck and camper and saw all the sights. And then, uh, wow. you know, the big, the big day came, we were going to get on a plane for the first time. And I remember showing up to the airport, not really knowing what to expect. And, uh, they started doing security checks and wanding us and putting us through, I think they were called mag magnetometers or th- things like that, looking for metal. And as a, as a young kid, I don't think I really knew what was going on. Mm. And uh, I asked my dad, what, you know, what are, what are we doing? And he said, well, this is to keep you safe. Bad people could get on the plane. They're trying to keep them from bringing bombs on the plane or guns on the plane. I'm not exactly sure how he explained it, but I do remember at that moment feeling very nervous. Like this yeah. is a threatening situation. <laughs> this is mm. not, <laughs> this is not the fun ride or or flight that i i thought it was going to be 
But, you know, we got on, the plane took off. It was really exciting. And we happened to be flying in a, a it was a prop plane and the wheels were underneath the wings. Mm. And I remember flying over was fine. I think it was probably like maybe an hour flight. Then we were getting ready to land and the, the wheels dropped out from underneath the plane, uh, the wings. And uh, for some reason, I, I don't know if it was an optical illusion, but to me, it looked like the wings were falling off the plane. Yeah. And I freaked out. I started screaming. My dad was trying to, you know, calm me down. And we we landed and, and everything was fine. But I just remember what I thought was going to be a really fun, exciting thing turned into a very traumatic yeah, experience yeah. for yeah. me and i never wanted to fly again and on the way back we didn't fly we we took a, we took a 17 hour boat ride back to the mainland to get our truck and camper so is that because you wouldn't you wouldn't fly is that is that no. why? Yeah. <laughs> and you know the interesting thing was my mom wasn't a huge fan of flying but she would do it but my uncle my dad's brother would never fly on an airplane. He thought it was too dangerous. So I, you know, I was, I'm sure we talked about that, you know, when we got over there and they were like, you know, Brian was afraid on the plane and my uncle, you know, told me he never flies. It's dangerous. It's just all of these things. Mm. And, and then I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm doing that again. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and, and no matter what anyone tells you, that was it, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah, um, I guess you must have been really popular saying make uh, yeah. take a 17 well, hour. You know, you know it, it's really interesting because you talk about this a lot about how people like me really, I don't know what, what the wording is exactly, but uh, I put people in situations where they have to ride in cars for long times. They had to ride on a boat for 17 hours. And it all started back then. It was the long 17 hour ride on, on a boat for everybody. You know, and I still was doing it up and, you know, even up until this wedding, I would suggest, well, what if we, you know, took a, a, a road trip rather than flying? That would, wouldn't that be a lot more fun and we can stop so, it? So you became places. quite <laughs> creative. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to fly. We could, uh, we'll miss yeah. all the sights if we, if yeah. we drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People kind of put up with it for a little bit, but this trip to Florida, mm. I think that would have been a two-day, maybe an almost three-day drive, and nobody nobody was willing to fall for that one. No, funnily enough. So so you had the, the experience when you were 12. Yeah. Then what happened after that in terms of cementing the fear or biting the fear? Well, I mean, I you and I talked about this previously about – an issue that I had just maybe with myself and my religion. And I believed that because I'm a gay person, I believed from what, you know, I was being told as a kid through my religion that uh, I was a bad person and, and that mm. bad things were going to happen to me. And so I connected it somehow to this fear of flying. I mean, I had, you know, fears of other things too, but that really strongly, I believed that I was a bad person and I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't deserve enjoyment. So I didn't deserve to go on fabulous vacations. And if I did, I was probably going to die in a plane crash. And so I really had some 
interesting thoughts that I connected this pair of flying to. And I, you know, as I got older, of course, I started to realize, you know, that this isn't real. I'm not going to die in an airplane because God hates me because I'm a gay person. Mm-hmm. But it was almost too late at that point, right? I'd yeah. gone, I don't know what, 20 or 30 years, but believing that. And so I kind of had to work through some of that. And um, I, I had dealt with some of those things, but I still had the fear of flying so ingrained in me by the time I got past the whole religious uh, issue that I had to start working on on that part of it what what scared me about flying the mechanics of the plane and 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 things like that yeah that's a hell of a lot to carry isn't it crikey yes it it was for sure (laughs) yeah 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 so you know the other interesting thing is i so i have you know uh family members and loved ones that fly all the time and i'm not i'm not afraid for them to fly i don't i don't think it's unsafe for them to fly and but I did have this weird feeling from time to time that if anyone flew on a plane with me, their life was at risk <laughs> because the plane I was flying in was was going to go down. So there, yeah. I had some guilt there as well. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you were the threat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Crikey, Brian, that's a lot, isn't it? That's a lot to live with and uh, a, a lot to sort of have to sort out in your head, isn't it? Yeah, for uh, sure. Wow. Yeah. So the yes, I remember the first time you told me that it really struck me, and that's why I thought such a it'd be such a great podcast interview, and you know, not to sort of like sensationalize what you just said, but just the fact that you've had to deal with so much, and you've had real strong sort of religious messages that you've had to also overcome and you've linked that to your fear of flying and the potential yeah. uh, what might happen to you. That's, that's a hell of a lot. I mean, a lot of people think that, that they, they're going to die in the plane crash or and they visualize it, but you had that extra bit that you're going to be punished by God because of being gay. You know, I'll just, that's a hell of a lot that you've had to work through, mate. It's cracky. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so roll forward then. What were your? I'm guessing you did some flights, but you said you hadn't flown for ten years until this this wedding. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, obviously started looking into. You know, I was desperate. I felt like I had sixty days to figure this out, and so I, you know, started looking into. You know, what what could I do? Local therapy? Were there things online? And really, what? Uh, Really, what I was afraid of, I guess, is I I didn't really understand how a plane could fly or the mechanics of the plane. I think I probably didn't even bother to learn or figure that out because I was too worried about not not getting on an airplane. But those are the things that I I learned from you and learned from you know other people in Love Fly and the podcast and with my pilot coach. Really, what how how a plane flew there was an example mm. that you or someone gave about the waves in the ocean and how it, it, it can bump the, the boat around and that those waves are also air waves that can do the same thing and bump the plane around because i just had a really hard time understanding what was bumping this plane around mm. <laughs> and, and the example of another boat coming by another boat and pushing the water really 
really worked for me. Then understanding that another plane near uh, another plane could, you know, create, you know, bumps in the air, flying over mountains, you know, bumps the air up, heat, uh, whatever disturbs the air. And I just didn't really understand that before. So, you know, turbulence was a, a big fear or problem of mine. I, I always used this analogy as a kid when people would say, well, you know, it's more dangerous to ride in a car than it is to fly in a plane. And I would always say, but if the car breaks down, we pull off to the side of the road. Yes. If the plane breaks down, we have nowhere to pull, pull over and fix it. But I also didn't realize that there's triple backup for all of the systems on the plane. Obviously, mm. there's two engines. And so figuring all of that out and learning about that really put my mind at ease. And I started to find myself becoming less and less anxious about it once I understood what it was about, how safe things are. And also, I think you and I talked about before that it dawned on me one day that my fear was kind of outdated. We mm. talked about how, you know, this fear started for me probably, geez, I, w I would say 40, 40 years ago. Yes. And, you know, at the time there were planes that crashed and like, and like you talk about in your podcast that every time a plane, you know, had an accident, everybody learned from it. And mm. probably that type of accident never happened again because whatever caused it was either fixed or figured out and, and taken care of. And so now 40 years later, my fear of, of flying seems a little outdated because technology is so much better. Planes rarely crash. And, and, and it's due to exactly what you said, because mm. every time something happened, then it was investigated and, and figured out. Yeah, that's, and that's a, a, good, a good message to remember that we are, it's so safe. And I talk about that in the audio book that you know, it's so safe because of things that have happened. And uh, when you think about some, you know, if you crash your car tomorrow, I hope you won't, but yeah, well, nobody will learn anything from that. The police might investigate it. You might yeah. learn something from it, but nobody else will learn. Oh, actually, you know, when you go into this type of bend on the road, you should apply this type of brake. You know, none of us will learn whatever you learn. It's just lost, you know. So right. that's the difference right. with aviation, that everything is is learned. And I think that's yeah. a really helpful message. So what were you like when you were, if you did fly? I mean, did you fly and how often? Yeah, so I, I did fly prior to that last flight 10 years ago, but it, it was a nightmare. I was the person on the fly, you know, I was the person on the plane that was holding the plane up by gripping the seat. I was the guy who always had to meet the pilot. I always had to tell the flight attendants that, you know, I was a nervous flyer and I would stare at the flight attendants the entire time to see if their face expressions changed. Yeah. Every <laughs> bing and bong on the plane, I knew it was a secret message and yeah. it was just craziness, total craziness for me to fly on a plane. I had an experience once where I flew on a two hour flight to San Francisco mm. and on the way home, I got on the plane and I turned around and I got off the plane yes. and I, for some reason, getting on that plane, uh, I just couldn't do it mm. so i kind of got you know stuck in that situation i had other flights before that i didn't get on and i got 
stuck in an airport for, you know, 24 hours till I became so exhausted that I didn't care anymore. And I just got on the plane, you know, it's just, it's just been a lot of, you know, turmoil for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds very traumatic. And the, the, the whole sort of drama before it, then what you go through when you do it, and then you've got that bit after where you probably go, never going to do that again. Yeah. And what other impacts has it had upon you in terms of work, you know, all that type of stuff? And Yeah. Oh, I, I turned up. Uh, so my previous job, I was a uh, photojournalist for a uh, television news outlet. Mm. And I turned down many assignments, you know, all over, all over the place, you know, I, they, my boss always knew just to find somebody else. He, he knew, yeah, I wasn't going to be the guy that they were going to be able to, you know, fly somewhere to get a quick story. I did fly to Sydney, Australia once for a, for a story. And it was the sort of thing that was like, this is too good to pass up two weeks mm. in Sydney, but I do, I did, have to be heavily drugged yeah. <laughs> flying over my coworker had to hold my hand on the plane. It just, it, and you know, it was a long flight. I think it was probably 17 hours in a plane yes. and it, it, it was just a lot, but I did think at the time, this is sort of a trap. They're, they're throwing a trip of a lifetime in front of me to get me on a plane to kill me on a plane. <laughs> so <laughs> I took the bait and I didn't die, but I, I had an amazing time, but yeah, it was just tough. And then, you know, obviously when, you know, you're taking medication and maybe as much medication as I was at the time to fly, I didn't really enjoy myself. And, and mm -hmm. probably I don't think I remember as much of what we did when we were there. I, I know yeah. that, Every so often, somebody will bring something up and I'll think, oh, yeah, that's right. We did do that. But a lot of it's really vague to me. Mm. And I feel like it's just, you know, what wasn't the, the great experience that I could have had for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it does affect me. It did affect me in my work. I love that. Me. Hang on a second. It did affect me. Yeah. You changed yeah. it. You said it does affect yeah. me. It did affect me. I yeah, didn't go and notice, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed for me. Thank goodness. I'm 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 so happy and so thankful because things have changed for me. I, I feel like, you know, I am gonna be able to to fly now more often. And you know, my family will be happier. Mm -hmm. My husband, he he wants to travel all over, but I've always put it off. So for the the 10 years that he and I've been together, he mentions probably I would say monthly, we should go here, we should go there. And I always have an excuse either. I can't get off work, which I probably really could have, or uh, we could drive. Or <laughs> he, would, yeah. he, he would like to fly to New York City and, and visit New York City. But I would always detour us to, you know, a, a shorter drive to California or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. become quite inventive, I guess. Yeah. Maybe so then you so this sort of roll forward then you had 60 days you were going yeah. to to marry your friend yes and you've got all this sort of back history and stuff so talk us through what you did during that 60 days and and the lead up to the flight how that went as well yeah so you know i like i said before i found the podcast and 
you know, interestingly enough, you and I had talked about this because I'm in the United States. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I found the podcast. And of course, it was from the UK. And I thought, you know, I'm going to listen to this, but I'm probably this is probably not going to be the program for me because it's from the UK. I mean, the United States, I got to find something closer to home or something that probably relates to me and my situation more. But as I got through the program more and more, I realized, Hey, it's the, it's the same everywhere. Your, mm. um, your, your organizations over there, the same as ours, everybody's trying to keep everybody safe and safe in the air. So um, that w- that was really interesting. And then when I decided that I wanted to do the 30 day program, I was like, well, how am I going to pay for that? You know, I'm in the United States, but you know, it was easy. We paid for it and I got the program and uh, the program was amazing. But so I started out with listening to the podcast mm. and that was the first 30 days for me. And I kind of was putting off buying the 30 day program, I was like, well, I'm going to listen to these podcasts for 30 days. And then it kept getting closer and closer. And I'm like 30 days, I've only got 30 days left. I got to, I got to buy this program and get, get those 30 days down. So the podcast was great. There were some amazing stories and amazing, you know, information there that helped me. And then the 30 day program obviously really helped me a lot. And I was one of those binge people. I, I, I think I did the 30 days in about 15 days because I didn't mm. want to leave too many days. I didn't want mm. to get too, too close to the flight without, uh, you know, getting cured of my fear of flying. So, uh, yeah, I think I did it in about 15 days and then I went back and listened to things that really helped me. So while I was doing the program, I would listen to, or I would write down things that really hit home for me. And I would go back and redo those, redo those things. There were certain things that just really clicked for me. And so those things I really like to listen to over and over. What, so, sort, of, what sort of things were particularly well, helpful? Um, definitely, there was, there was something in one of the podcasts where we, that, that I, I told you before that sort of clicked for me that my fear of flying was out of date. And I kept going back to that. And listening mm. to that because I remember that day that I listened to that. By the way, I, I probably should have told you that I do I naturally have anxiety. And my doctor told me once that exercise helps kind of get rid of anxiety. So I was listening to these podcasts while on a treadmill. <laughs> so I was running and listening and I was trying to just scare the fear out of me. <laughs> so um there was uh, the, the bit about, you know, my outdated fear of flying. And, and I remember the minute I realized that that just really hit mm. home for me. And uh, so that was a part of the program that I went back to probably four or five times because I wanted to, to keep that embedded in my mind that, you know, this is your fear is just old. Your fear is, you know, gone and over and you need to move forward. So that, and then going over the checklist a number of times really helped. And I made, I I told you, I think I told you this before, I made some flashcards and each uh, flashcard had each step of the flight on it. So I think I had about uh, maybe 38 or 39 cards and I would flip through the cards as we were on the flight. So that's a great idea. I'd forgotten that. 
yeah, actually even uh, just showing up to the airport, like, you know, you're arriving at the airport, you know, you might feel anxious. This is normal. You're going to go through security. And so I went through every step up with, with my flashcards, even to they're closing the door. Now this is normal. There's uh, sounds that are going to happen. These are normal, all of those things. And it was just really helpful to be able to sort of check those things off, right? Okay, they mm. closed the door, next, next card. Okay, they're going to start moving the, the aircraft, the next card. And so I just kind of followed it all the way through. So I did. I went through that checklist quite a bit. That, that really helped a lot. And then the other thing that I did is I, I found a song that I really loved. And I know this might sound weird, but I played this song over and over for four and a half hours because... It made me feel, it was an anthem song and it made me really feel like uh, I could do this, you know, mm. it really just kind of gave me, yeah. gave me that pump. And so that, that really helped me a lot too. But you know, that probably the big push for me in the end was speaking with Emma, you, you lined me up with a, a, a pilot coach and she and I did a zoom meeting and she just hit me hard, hard with what are the things exactly that you're afraid of uh, on today's flight? We, we spoke, I think about eight hours before my flight mm. and we went through everything. And then she was amazing. She followed my flight online. Uh, she was texting me throughout the flight, although I don't think I got the texts until we landed, but you know, and the, she saw that the, the flight had landed and I got a text from her saying, you know, congratulations, you know, you, you made it. And then on the way home, she knew that she knew the date that I was going to fly back home. And she texted me while I was at the airport that day. We went over a couple of things that the, the flight home was a breeze for me. I, I wasn't even nervous at the airport. I wasn't nervous getting on the plane. I was a little bit nervous in the air. We had a little bit of turbulence, but you know, the pilot was really amazing. He told me when I got on the plane, I, I told him I was a little bit nervous and he said, well, I'll, I'll let you know the last half hour of this flight is going to be bumpy, but it's nothing that's going to damage the plane or you or anybody else. It's going to, you know, I just want you to know that last Brilliant. half hour coming in is going to be bumpy. And that was really nice because I sort of relaxed for four hours and then I was mm. a little bit nervous for about a half hour and it wasn't that bad, honestly. And, you know, everybody's perception of bad turbulence is different. There was a group of, I think, six of us on the plane. And every time we landed, we would talk about the turbulence. And some people said, oh, my, my word, I've never had worse turbulence in my life. And I was thinking that was, that was nothing. Like, I felt like it was just little, little, bumps and bobbles here and there and everybody had their own opinion about what they thought that turbulence was and that, so that was that, really that is a brilliant observation brian yeah. because that's exactly the thing isn't it that we you know I, i've been on flights with people when we were i was running them you know for the fear of flying courses and and someone that i've been sat with someone who's very anxious and that's become hyper vigilant and they'll say what was that and I literally, I didn't literally didn't know it's anything. I, yeah, I didn't feel a thing. But they're so keyed into every single movement. Yeah, when the pilot scratches his or her nose, they notice it. You know, it's it's really amazing. And I think that's a great example of it. That <laughs> the funny thing is, is that you were thinking, oh, it was nothing. 
<laughs> yeah. And we had uh, one one guy on our flight that was in our group who said, you know, he, he was terrified that tur turbulence was terrifying. And I was like, wow, like, where were you on the plane? Because where I was at, it didn't feel as bad. And then another guy who was with us said he slept through the whole thing, had no idea that there was any turbulence at all, nothing nothing bothered him. So I don't know. And, and you could tell different people throughout the plane, you could tell people that were a little bit nervous during turbulent times and others that just really didn't care. So yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. So you've made quite some significant progress. Yeah. Um, were you with your husband for that flight? Yeah. So both flights to Miami and back. And he said it was worth the nails digging into his arm to be able to get there and back. So it was, it was kind of interesting. We, we told there was a lady sitting in the third seat next to us. And I explained before the flight took off, I'm a nervous flyer. And this is my husband. And he's going to hold my hand through the whole flight. So I just wanted to pre-warn you. You know, if I make make some grunts and groans, it's not that big of a deal. And then she said, well, I'm an extremely nervous flyer, too. And so I said, oh, go through these flashcards with me while we take off and, and see if it works for you. She said it helped. So, yeah. And how, you know, how were you in terms of compared to pre when you did the flight? What were you like on that on that flight in terms of your actual, you know, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being sort of where you would have been, where, where were you on that one? Uh, my my first flight over, I probably would not have gone on the plane. And I had made arrangements with a friend in our group that if I didn't get on the plane, here's my book, here's what you say at the wedding, <laughs> and here's how you, you get certified online the morning of, so you, you could be legitimate to perform this wedding for our friend. And I, I don't know if I would have got, got on the plane or not. I mean, I've gotten off planes before they took off before. But we got to the airport. I was a, a little bit nervous. We got on the plane. I was, I would say, half as nervous as I would have been on any a, a other flight on takeoff. And Amazing. I wasn't that, I wasn't that bad through, through the flight. And so I, I would say, you know, I, probably 50% less, but that being a, a, a first Plus. flight in 10 years and worrying about it for 10 years. And, and then on the way home, it, it honestly was nothing for me. I felt like, you know, that first flight kind of showed me, you know, what it, what it was going to be like. And I knew, you know, that the turbulence wasn't going to kill me. It wasn't going to bring down the plane. I knew it had backup systems. I didn't freak out on the plane going over. I did worry about that a little bit. You know, I had, you know, you hear about people who act up on a plane nowadays and people jump on them and hold them down. And I thought, wow, what if I have a panic attack in the plane on the way over there? And that happens to me, but it, it didn't, it was just, you know, kind of my mind running away with me. And mm. so by the second flight, I knew really exactly what to expect. I knew that I wasn't going to freak out. I knew that, you know, we were just going to be on a plane for four and a half hours and, and it was going to be amazing. So yeah, yeah. It, it was really interesting from flight over to flight back for sure. Even the drive mm. to the airport on the flight back, I w wasn't that nervous, you know, waiting, waiting in line to board the plane. I wasn't that nervous. So yeah.
Yeah, that's that's quite remarkable, isn't it? So that you've so when I think about what you've achieved, it's phenomenal. But to break it down to logical steps, is that you've you've had forty years of carrying this with lots of stuff you've had to work through. You've have flown, but then fully sedated, and you've done some you've done some trips because you literally had to. Ten yeah. years, you had nothing for ten years. You've avoided it and found lots of ways to creatively get to places. <laughs> and say, wouldn't it be better if we drove? Uh, yeah. Which you know, uh, nervous flyers get really good at this as a, as a skill. And then you've had a really compelling reason that you need to fly, versus like a two day drive or whatever it is. So you've you've had to move towards it. You've then embarked upon the sixty day program, and even then you were kind of going, "Well, I can kind of put it off for the last minute to start this thirty day thing." And but you've done it, binged it. Then you've had some extra help from. Uh, Emma Henderson, who's captain, used to be run, she used to run the EasyJet course. Do you know that? I don't know if you yeah. know that. Yeah, the fear of flying course they ran, and uh, she's giving you that sort of little extra tonic at the last minute, and then you've yeah. done it. Yeah, and then it's, and it reduced from the first flight to the second flight. This is just remarkable, yeah. isn't it? I mean, how do you yeah. feel about it when you think about it now? How do you feel? Oh man, I'm I'm just I'm just so happy that it did it. I'm happy that. I sort of got put in a situation that I had to do something about it. I've been trying to do something about it for the last 10 years. Mm. And like you said, I just came up with reasons not to do it and, and you know, convinced people to <laughs> ride in a car with me. And I'm, I'm just glad that I did. I'm glad that I found the program. I'm glad that it worked. And I'm glad that, you know, I followed through with it and, and made it happen. Uh, I was I was bound and determined. I I wasn't I didn't want to let my friend down, and I wanted to get over this so that I could move forward and enjoy my life. You know, my so when I met my husband ten years ago, he didn't know I had a fear of flying, and we we flew to Mexico, and I faked it. I got there, no big deal. It was a brand new relationship. I wasn't going to let on that there was something going on, and so we got there. And we were there for about a week and the, the flight leaving was creeping up on me. And so I added a couple of more days at the resort. I was like, we're having so much fun. We should stay three more days because <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I was going to get myself on the plane to go home. And so three more days went by and I had rebooked the flight. And when we got to the airport, I didn't realize rebooking the flight meant I was probably going to be on a different plane than we flew over on. And I was always more comfortable on something like a 737. And uh, so we were checking in and I don't remember what clicked, but I remember looking at the, the, the person who was checking us in and realized that we were on a smaller plane. We were on a, I think it was a, like a regional jet plane mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I had a meltdown right there in the airport. I started crying. I got out of line. I told them I wasn't going to be able to fly home. And somehow they convinced me, hey, you know what? The, all these jets are safe. They're, they're, like, it doesn't matter that it's, it's, it's a smaller one and you're not, it, it's not the 747 you'd hoped for. But this this plane is just as safe as those other planes. And, and I got through it. I flew home. But I remember my husband realizing that <laughs> there was there was what probably else a problem. you told me <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that was the last flight 10 years ago. And then that's when I started making up all the excuses. <laughs> well, you must be very understanding. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. think it's, he, it's... he's so happy. He's thrilled. We've already booked a couple of more vacations. We've got a, another flight coming up in November. We may try and take another flight earlier. My boss, my new boss, so I just, I just got a new job. I've been in it about, I think this is my third week. And he wants to send me to a convention. And I was like, great, let's do it. But before I would have said, you? oh, <laughs> I, I'm too busy. I don't, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to make a huge difference in my life for sure. Yeah, because the impact is huge, isn't it? Because when I, when I first started running through a flying course, so I used to just think, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a nice to do. You know, and I was wrestling with this idea why was I doing it but yeah. the more I've learned over the years is that the the impact is like not just the person and as horrendous as that is it's their partners their family their work yeah. it's yeah. it just ripples outwards doesn't it so yeah and and sorting it out for yourself then also has that positive ripple on everybody else and yeah it gives you choices I always say I used to say you know the, the point of beating the fear of flying is to give yourself choices so you can choose to fly or not to fly but it's not yeah. because the fear is choosing for you yeah exactly well and i was going to tell you so it's been a few months since that last flight and i've got this other flight coming up and i could feel a little bit of the nerves creeping in as the the, the date gets closer so i had to go back and start uh listening to my podcast again and and reviewing some of my notes and my paperwork and and stuff like that so i think i mean it's i think it's like anything right it's always gonna be there a little bit and i'm always gonna need maybe a little bit of a, a tune-up but i don't feel like i'm terrified and that i'm not gonna get on the plane and i actually i'm the person who actually made the reservation for the flight where before somebody else would have had to have done that because yes. that just meant you know that, you know, this is a done deal. This is commitment, isn't it? Yeah, this is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I was pushing my husband, you know, did you get your days off work? Did you get your days off work so we can, you know, book these flights? So and prior to that, I would, I could have cared less if he got his days off work and hopefully he didn't and it was too late we weren't going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite a transformation, isn't it? Yeah. Honestly, it's uh, yeah. so you nagging him saying, get the time off work you got to go on yeah. these flights it's yeah. just what a transformation <laughs> yeah and it's it's pretty cool my husband still went on vacation without me so over this 10 year period of time he and his brother would go to family reunions together they would visit family in in other states and so they they still went on with their lives having fun and going on vacation and and i i didn't get to go so you know sometimes that was tough you know to be at home and, and feel like, you know, I I should have been there having that same amount of fun as everybody else was having. But of course I was, you know, played it off. Uh, you know, I was too busy and I, I've got too many things going on. <laughs> yeah, we've become so, very good, don't we, doing that. Yeah. Oh, well, we don't, don't do that another time, anytime. But. Yeah, yeah. So you've got some flights planned, which is great. Which I'm really pleased because that was one of my questions today. I was thinking, what's next? Because when people have 
some success like you've had, then it's like what the, what they do next. I'm really interested to know, you know. So you've, you've got yeah. a plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have a lot of plans. We've we've uh, you know sort of put an itinerary together of of different trips that we're going to take. I'm hoping we probably get four or five in this this year. So I don't know. We're, I, catching I up to like do, Brian. <laughs> I feel like I got to keep it going, right? I feel like if I sit on it again for another ten years, then I gotta, you know, it's just going to be that much harder to uh, keep the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. No, I to- totally agree, and the that's important. I, I'm really impressed with how you're going to get in this year. So I'm looking at the calendar, thinking, well, it's what <laughs> you know. As we record this, it's beginning of yeah. September, and I think you're going to get three or four trips. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I talked about one thing that I really, I guess I didn't spend a lot of time on was just the de-icing of the planes, because I know that he's, he's going to want to go somewhere for New Year's. He wants to go somewhere big and do something for New Year's. And I started thinking about that. Wait a minute, you know, flying in, uh, you know, winter weather is probably not going to be my favorite thing and de-icing the plane. But you and I had that conversation, oh, I think a month a month or so ago. And, uh, you know, it made sense to me how they deal with all of that. And, and I'm not feeling as nervous about it, but it was sort of interesting that I didn't think about any of that while I was sort of like a fair weather flyer. But now that I feel like, you know, I gotta, I gotta move into this, uh, winter weather flying, you know, I had to kind of think about that a little bit more. So, yeah. So for anyone who's listening, thinking, Oh, I hadn't thought about ice on the wings. This yeah. is something that they learned from the, the 60s when yeah. we didn't know that ice and anything on top of the wing could affect the lift because yeah. although we obviously knew how lift worked, but they didn't realise that even just a little bit of snow and stuff, not snow, but ice could be a problem. So that's why that isn't a problem anymore. So there's set procedures for this and uh, it's, it's well covered, particularly, you know, like if you fly out of New York or somewhere like that in the winter, You've only got a set amount of time for the time you get this stuff stuck on the wings to the point where you take off. And if you don't hit that window, you've got to go back <laughs> to the terminal right. and they go through the whole procedure again. So I know you know this, Brian, but I'm just repeating it for everybody yeah. listening, going, you yeah. know, what happens? Yeah. So amazing. So we'll see. I'm going to probably do my first winter flight here in probably the end of December. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, you already know how it's going to go. It's, uh... it's going to be great. <laughs> there you go. So, so, so as we get to near the end of the podcast, I'm, I'm really grateful for you coming on and uh, keep sharing your stories. Brilliant. What, what's your final bit of advice or biggest tip to give anybody listening? Man, just just to go for it. Be- believe in yourself. Know that there's help out there. I, you know, I told you that in the beginning. I kept saying this is not going to do anything. Nothing's going to change. This is it. <laughs> yeah. This is this is it for me. It's not, it's never going to happen, but it did it did happen and it, it made all the difference in the in the world for me and I appreciate you for you know being the person that is there for us and putting stuff together like this for people like me to be able to get help and and make the change and I I think just believing in yourself and sticking to it. And even on the days that you have setbacks where you think, okay, <laughs> this is worse than I thought it was. And I'm not going to get through this. You know, the, 
the day after or the next day, that's going to change. You, you know, mm -hmm. you'll, you'll get, get to another point in your process and the program. And it, at some point it will click and it, it will happen. I, I had days where I thought, Hey, this is it. I'm good. I, I don't have a problem anymore. And two days later I was, I was freaking out. And I talked to you and some other people on the Facebook group and you know, they all said the same thing. I thought I had it under control and then I had a bad day, but then I got it back together. And so, you know, it's, it's like anything. I think when you start to fight, fight your, uh, your fears or your demons, other things creep up. And, but I was able to make it happen. Right. I was able to push, push past that and know with the encouragement from other people that those things were going to happen. And I was, I was gonna, you know, get through it. You know, yeah, you so. did. You did amazing. I, the, I mean, you did the work. That's the thing, isn't it? Because when you're fighting the fear, which is this term, I'm sort of not quite sure where I am with that at the moment. But when you're sort of wrestling with the fear, that's maybe better. That yeah, it's, it's been such a part of your life. You know, you've yeah, it's been such a strategy, and it's been almost like uh, the 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 auntie that no one likes, but you've got to see. <laughs> they're in your life you know and it's like that's what it's like isn't it you know that you've got yeah. this fear and it's it's been around and wish i didn't have it but that you know what can you do you know and so letting yeah. go of that can be quite tough yeah yeah i'm i'm just i'm really grateful that i did it uh instead of just dodging it <laughs> like i had been <laughs> <laughs> oh well brian that awesome mate thank you so much for coming on and sharing the story and there's lots of very inspiring messages there. And uh, we want to hear about it in the Facebook group when you do do your flights so that we can... It's just nice to know what people are up to, you know, because it just shows it's, it helps others. And if you post a couple of pictures, I'll put you under the inspiring posts. Okay. I'll category. do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll check in. I'll, I'll let everybody know. And and once again, I really do appreciate everything you, you did to help me. Pleasure. Honestly, it's an absolute pleasure. But uh, thank you for saying that. I'll cut that bit out. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brian, thanks, thanks a million. Brilliant. All right. Safe flying. <laughs>